0: I'm so glad you're joining us for this special episode of Street Soldiers on Justice for Junior. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Lisa Evers. And you can also catch up on all of our Hot 97 radio and Fox 5 NY TV episodes free of charge on lisaevers.com. Now, in this episode, we're talking about justice for Junior. 15-year-old Lissandro Junior Guzman Feliz has become known around the world after a group of alleged Trinitarios gang members brutally murdered him. Surveillance video of the gang attack, community outrage, and a full-core press by the NYPD and other law enforcement as well as prosecutors led to arrests within days. But many questions surrounding this tragic case remain. Let's get a clear picture and some answers from our panel. Joining us is Bronxboro President Ruben Diaz, Jr. He's been involved with the family and with the community on this case since the very beginning. Ruben, it's good to have you here speaking out on behalf of justice.
1: Thank you for doing this, Lisa.
0: Thank you very much. Also with us is Leandro Feliz. She is the mother of 15-year-old Leandro Jr. Guzman Feliz. And many people have been impressed by her courage as she fights for justice for her son. Leandra, great to have you with us. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you for inviting and for your support.
0: Thank you very much. Also with us is Kenneth J. Montgomery. He's a criminal and civil rights attorney, former prosecutor. He's also a Fordham University Law School professor. We've been getting a lot of questions about all the legal maneuverings and charges in this case and Ken's gonna break it all down for us. Ken, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. We we appreciate it. mm -hmm. Leandra, first of all, we heard about Junior and knew of Junior after what happened. But tell us what kind of a son he was for you.
2: He was a sweet son, a sweet kid. He was only 15 years old. He doesn't know nothing. He doesn't have no back thing in the heart. He still was playing as a as a, as a little kid, his bike, PlayStation, in the school, having dreaming. He want did have dream dreaming to be a police in the future. He was counting to finish at high school. He all the time was with me everywhere. He was a very happy and sweet kid and sweet so shared with me.
0: So this had to come as a tremendous shock to you, that something like this could happen to, to a boy like that?
2: I can't believe that. I'm still didn't get it. I'm trying to realize that this is true or not true, but it's true, and I feel so so I don't have no word to explain how I am, how I feel. I just miss my son. I won't going to have him never, ever again. Anything happen now, thank God for everybody and the support, but nothing going to bring my son back. And I, and, I, and, I, and I don't have no word to express all what I want to say. It is a lot. It's too much.
0: Your heart is so heavy and so full right now. And can you share with us, what was your last conversation with Junior? Because mm. he went out that night. Oh, yes. And then you called him. Is, this is tr- I want to make sure what we've been reading is true.
2: Yeah. He was at home playing his PlayStation. So he say, oh, Mommy, uh, Jason is a friend of the house, a kid from the neighborhood, somebody who I know and he know, been living in the same neighborhood forever. He say, I used to give him some food. Every time he got hungry, he asked me for food, and I said, okay, and once in a while, I give you five dollars $10. That night my son went to my bed. I was already relaxing for fall asleep. Our mommy Jason said, if you have five dollars say oh my God, but it was almost about 10. He said, it's too late. I'm already in bed. And then he, he decided willing to go and bring down the $5. And I said, Junior, are you gonna go? Yes, mommy, I go. Really, Junior? Okay. Yes, Mommy, I go. I give it to him. And he went down to give the $5 to Jason. About 20 minutes, I almost fall asleep. I wake up, and I call Junior, it's taking too long. What happened? Come. He say, oh, Mommy, yes, I'm coming. Jason was hungry. He w- he ate the $5, and I walked a little bit with him. I'm on my way home. That was the last one I said to him over the phone. And then I fall asleep and he never got back home. So the Genesis uh, boyfriend, he wake up me because Genesis called him. Friend of Genesis called Genesis. Genesis was at work at the moment and telling somebody starving Junior. And then she called the boyfriend. The boyfriend wake up me. She said, come, come, somebody stab Junior. And I woke up and I went out. I didn't think about he was stabbing like to the death. I probably thought it wasn't going to be something like that, but it's something. When I went running, he was already inside the emergency room at the San Barnaba's Hospital. When I went to the emergency room, he was in trauma area. They don't want to give him information. They say they was are working with him. We cannot give information, not yet. So I went back home right away because I leave three minutes from the hospital. And I put on other clothes, and then when I came back to the emergency, they already declared my son dead.
0: So that's how you found out?
2: In the, yeah, the the, the horrible tragedy. This horrible? Yeah, the horrible, amazing big tragedy with my son.
0: And the nightmare began for you?
2: I lost everything, you know. I lost everything at the moment. I, 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 I saw my son death already.
0: And Junior was your baby, right? He my was a
2: little baby, only 15 years old.
0: Well, you know, our hearts and our condolences and our thoughts and prayers, not just me, I'm sure everybody around the world, are with you. And I have to tell you that so many people are inspired. <laughs> By your, by your courage and, and even coming here with us to speak out to make sure that this case stays on the, you know, a top priority and that the justice is there. Ruben, when, we, when you first heard about this case, there have, there have been issues. We hear crime is overall down in New York City, but not in the Bronx. There's been problems in the Bronx with this type of gun vi- or gang violence, gun violence as well. What was your reaction when you heard that this happened?
1: Well first, a 15 of all, year old boy. first of all I just want to say uh, thank you for doing this uh, because we know that in this society people move on and you don't see this in the media and we have to stay here to support Ms. Felice. we have to stay here to support the family, uh, we have to help mourn with them and as well as find justice for Junior and, and I just want to uh, say that the NYPD and the detectives unit in the Bronx uh, w- with the help of the community and social media uh, did an expeditious job in making sure that we get at least a dozen of these monsters if I don't know what else to call them uh, behind bars and we need to make sure that they stay behind bars but we need to continue to support her and Ms. Mm. Felice, you have been a, a, unbelievable. Uh, a, r- a unbelievable you've been you've been there uh, and strong for the community uh, you know this is something that shook us to the core when I saw this and then you see the images and the video uh, to see that uh this happened to anyone let alone a young boy a 15 year old boy who w- asked, was
0: not who, involved in any did activity
1: who, who did everything that his parents and society is asking him to do go to school be a good son uh he was part of the explorers he he had dreams and hopes and aspirations this is what we ask of our children and for him to be uh, butchered in the way that he was to have this gruesome video uh go viral all over the world has left an indelible mark on, on so many uh, people and families, people who who you know are still are out there and screaming and crying, and and, and we have to make sure that uh, not only do we uh, support the family, not only do we get justice for Junior, but also that he does not die in vain.
0: No, absolutely. Can the uh, one of the questions when you, when you heard about this case and we've heard, you know, you had a combination. There was there was the video, which was unmistakable. There was seemed to be no way around that. Um, you had a lot of community pressure, police said, sources told me they were getting calls from the community like never before people were really, you know, trying to, to get these people caught. But the one of the questions that we, we've been getting from our audience is the charges. There were about five involved in the actual attack, maybe a few more. Um, the number now at a dozen or more. Of those under arrest and charged with murder, can you explain the, this this murder one charge? That, well, uh, and why are they all getting murder charges? Well,
3: murder charges is because someone, you know, this young young child, young teenager died. Um, so that's always uh, a part of the charging of the of the case and the presentation to the grand jury. What's interesting is the you know you have the video, so you know who. Well, you have a theory on who actually caused the death. Um, The issue I think people are having um, trouble with is trying to figure out what's the narrative that includes these other people who obviously were not there. Right. Um, I think when you look at the charges, they're conspiracy charges. Um, To sustain those charges, the government is essentially going to have to present evidence showing that those other people who weren't there conspired somehow in causing the death. Um, that, I think, is something that it appears that NYPD is still trying to hash out. Um, so I don't think you'll really know the ends of that until this case m- m- uh, matures a little bit more. But I'd imagine to, to, to charge gang members who weren't there we're under a theory that they ordered this, even though they, I, I think some of the reports is that they didn't order this specifically as to uh, Junior. But the I, mistaken identity, yeah. But I think they are going get somebody to, 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 f- to sustain charges as, as to those people. I think you're going to need a number of things. You're going to need cooperators, possibly, you're going to need someone who was privy to a conversation in which these people uh, have said something, um, inculpating themselves. Um, perhaps a wiretap, um, uh, perhaps a text message, perhaps communication online through social media, uh, Facebook or wh- whatever other social platform, but they're going to need that to, to allege against those people. The distinction between murder one and murder two really in New York doesn't really play out in state court because there is no death penalty in New York. Um, the death penalty was taken off the books some time ago in state court murder in a second degree um, it depends on the theory that they going with which
0: we still have to yeah, see will emerge if in court
3: is it is it an intent is it depraved indifference um, and what,
0: also the fact that he's he's a minor he's a yes, child so yes. that's got to play a certain role we need yeah, to take and, and a some
3: break. and some of the some of the defendants are are youthful as well so it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how the Bronx District Attorney's office charges this all out
0: and what goes forward all right we're going to take a short break we're going to continue with this special episode of street soldiers talking about justice for jr I'm your host Lisa Evers we'll be right back
3: yo-yo what's up yo, what's this is up? me DMC in the, the place to be and the, the only place the only for you, place place for you for to you ever be, be is right here right, listening right, to, to Lisa on street soldiers.
0: Welcome back to Street Soldiers, I'm your host Lisa Evers. This is a special episode where we are focusing on justice for Jr. with our panel. Joining us, Bronx Borough President Ruben Diaz Jr., thank you for being with us Ruben. Also with us is Leandra Feliz, she's the mother of 15-year-old Lissandro Jr. Guzman Feliz. Leandra, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate you speaking out, thank you. Also with us is Kenneth J. Montgomery, criminal and civil rights attorney. He's a former prosecutor. He's also a Fordham University law school professor. Ken, great to have you with us. Thank Thank you you. so much. Leandra, the justice system, when you've said that you want justice, what would be justice be for you? Because they can never bring your son back.
2: They never gonna bring my son back, but they have to pay what her action they did it, on human. Unrespect the human right, unrespect the law. They not obey the laws, and they have to respect the people.
0: When you found out that some of the people arrested are over twenty-five years old, there's one over thirty years old. Mm-hmm. That these were grown men, and you see the video of them too. They're grown men, and your in your boy. What did you think about that?
2: They was abuser. they was a killer. They didn't think. They didn't see. Were, they, they they taking a baby to kill between 14, 17 people for one kid, no weapon alone, you know, all together stabbing all kind of weapon. This is on human.
1: This is why they have to pay. Uh, we have to make sure that they get put away for as long as they can. And this is the reason why uh, we all need to come together and crack down not only uh, you know in this with this gang but with other gangs and also offer work together. How do we offer our youth? Uh, alternatives uh, to this lifestyle. We, you know, we just had a meeting yesterday, Lisa, uh, in our office with about a hundred stakeholders. Everyone from the NYPD to the DA's office to school safety to the Explorers and youth in the in, and youth organizations to um, organizations like SOS and Bragg that are violence interrupters. And and we've uh, been also speaking to Governor's office and and the City of New York. See, how is it that we can not only fund and finance? Uh, the PAL, the James and Madison Boys and Girls Club, get these um, kids working with here to here in Dream Yard. We put 200 kids in 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 the neighborhood to work this week. But we have to make sure that we send the criminals the criminal element, a message, that we will not be identified by what we saw in those horrific videos, and we are never, ever gonna let them win the day. Each and every single one of them, whether they were there, in my opinion, or affiliated with this Trinitario uh, gang, or other gang members, have to make sure we have to send a clear message that Junior will not die in vain justice is to make sure that these individuals go behind bars, but justice is also to help the family in their mourning, to help them and give them support, but ultimately to make sure that our streets are safer and that there's hope and opportunities for the future of our children.
0: Leandra, do you, New York State does not have the death penalty. Would you like to see the death penalty for the ones that actually did this to your son?
2: The justice from God catch them, because the the justice from the from the human they have already they already all arrested. Now they're gonna go through the next step from God. They're gonna see the God face now. They're gonna have it.
0: Ken, in terms of the the, the criminal justice system, mm-hmm. um, the Bronx DA says there are, a grand jury now is looking at these charges. Can you take us through step by step what that means? Because we don't understand, why Why does a grand jury now have to hear this if they've already been arrested and there's this kind of well, evidence? Well,
3: that's the New York Constitution in regards to um, felony crimes. You can only be charged with a felony under two circumstances in New York. If you are indicted by a grand jury, or if, there is, if you waive indictment and you sign off on a felony plea... Um, uh with the judge and presented by the the prosecution those are the only two ways and the grand jury is the mechanism in which i would say maybe 90% or more of people who are charged with felony are uh indicted that's the f- that's the process in in which it takes place and a grand jury is not a trial um it's not you're hearing from both sides you're simply hearing from the prosecutor as to what is likely to have had happen. Um, and that's it. And the jurors vote on that. Um, it's a true bill or no true bill. And after that, the case then is um, pro- prosecuted in, in the in the Supreme Court felony, assuming that you've, you've secured felony indictments. And in a case like this with publicity involved, I, I can't imagine um, that there wouldn't be a, an indictment to the top charges in this case.
0: And, and a lot of them are also facing a gang assault charge. What gang, do they need to do to prove gang assault, a, gang, a gang, 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 gang? assault,
3: two or more. It, 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 you know, people assume that you have to uh, prove what gang. No, people who aren't in a gang. If all of us in this room decided to jump someone, um, that is technically gang assault, um, and depending if weapons were used, depending on other factors, would, would and elements that would have to be um, proven. That is really all they have to show. They don't have to show that this was trinitario. They they don't technically have to do that. That's simply from what I'm hearing that's a part of the motive and that may come in at some point and you may have some pushback from defense attorneys uh, as to that saying it may be prejudicial or or it's not relevant but they don't have to prove gang membership they just have to prove that a gang of people um, assaulted uh, Junior. Leandra
0: in terms of your other children how are they they taking the loss of their brother? Everybody suffering the, the
2: tragedy in different ways, everybody has different feelings. Everybody's suffering, like uh, the whole world. All the people whose family, who's no family, everybody is got hit for Junior.
0: In, the, in, the, in your community, some of these suspects are from the neighborhood right there. Are you, are you in fear at all? Because people have been so impressed by your courage that you were, from the minute that this you know, became known, you have been out there as, as such a source of strength, you know, as Ruben said, to, to so many people who were so upset on a human level about this. Are you, is there any fear from any of, these ga- the, any of the gang members that may still be out there? Probably.
2: Probably probably because this is the neighborhood and they are missed from different different places New Jersey Bronx right. rank concord 170 of uh, San all around the same neighborhood
1: We know that members of this gang come from everywhere from the Dominican Republic to, to Puerto Rico Dominican. to New Jersey Connecticut parts of different parts of New York City in the Bronx the west corridor of the Bronx but when I say that we need to continue to support Ms. Felice and the family Part of what we're doing is making sure that we help her out with relocation. We've been in constant contact with her. I've been in constant contact with her and the family and and our office, elected officials. Everyone is making sure that uh, when it's all said and done, we we not only give her the support going through the judicial system, because people need to realize that, you know, she's going to have to and the family going to have to go to court and see face to face these animals. So we have to support them there. But also how we support them forward so that um, whether it's relocation or uh, just do the best that we can so they can continue to live as best as possible, you know, uh, you know their lives. Uh, look, This is really extremely difficult. Uh, and I know that there are a lot of sentiments and emotions out there and there are a lot of folks who, who are angry, you know, but no one is angry and no one is feeling more pain than Ms. Felice. And so we need to channel all of that and make sure that we help and support her. her and find justice for Junior and then channel that energy to see how is it that, generally speaking, we can avoid this from ever happening again.
0: No, and and to see that the people that are responsible, that everyone that was involved was was completely put away. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue talking about this. This is Street Soldiers, our special episode on Justice for Junior. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be right back.
1: Hey, yo, 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 what up, what up? It's the infamous Mob deep prodigy right here, you know what I mean? And this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, you know what I mean? and real people, only on Hot 97.
0: Welcome back to this special episode of Street Soldiers on Justice for Junior. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Let's get to our panel right away. Joining us is Ruben Diaz, Jr. He is the Bronx Borough President. Ruben, thank you for being with us. Thank you
1: for doing this.
0: Also with us is Leandra Feliz. She is the mother of 15-year-old Lissandro Jr. Guzman Feliz. Leandra, thank you so much for being with us and, and speaking out on justice for your son. We appreciate it. Thank you. For thank- Thank you. Also with us is Kenneth J. Montgomery. He's a criminal and civil rights attorney, former prosecutor, and Fordham University Law School professor. Ken, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. We appreciate it. Ken, let me ask you, because now the focus is going to start to turn towards the criminal justice system and what happens in that courtroom. So with this many suspects, do they try them all at the same time? Do they are there different cases? How how does that work from a prosecutor standpoint?
3: I think there's a, there's going to be some sort of conversation in the district attorney's office, the leadership there, trying to determine just how they are going to charge moving forward. Um, I can imagine um, the defense attorneys for the individuals who were not on the scene and didn't actually physically cause the death are going to push back. And, and want some sort of severance from the majority. Because I think when you look at this case from a, a social media standpoint, um, because of the traction that it's gotten, there's probably some thought as a criminal defense attorney that you're not gonna get a fair trial in the Bronx, no matter who you are, whether you're the guys who were there on the scene at the store or whether you were somewhere else. Um, so the, the, the district attorney's office has to make a determination of how they're gonna move forward. They may try to move forward with all all the individuals. It depends on the theory, and it depends on um, the 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 acts as as they're related to each particular defendant.
0: And then, is there in the state law is there a conspiracy type of charge like there is? Yeah,
3: yeah, there is conspiracy. Um, It's you know it's different in in different elements than than a, a federal conspiracy charge, but there is conspiracy charges in this case particularly related to the people who are the older members and part of the gang. Um, we don't know, the, and when I say we, the public doesn't know because the grand jury is a private proceeding. We don't technically know what the government's theory is related to those individuals, but certainly conspiracy uh, is, is, a, is, a, is a very important charge as it relates to those individuals.
0: Leandra, how do you plan to go to court for the for these trial you know if they go to which they will probably go to trial do you do you plan to be in the courtroom for this and yes, I'll be there. I'm, going
1: to see. I'm sure
0: you will have a lot of supporters we'll
1: all be William. there supporting her and this again we are with her uh, many folks uh, have uh, there's been an outpouring of support mourning with the family but now is when she and And Genesis and and the father's gonna need us the most when it's time to go to court, when the cameras are no longer there, when this is a long, drawn out process. Uh, We all need to be there with her and for her, uh, supporting and making sure that we get justice and that we put these guys behind bars so that they never ever do this again. And then we all have to continue to have this conversation as to how we collectively work together, how we can uh, hone our energies and those emotions so that we can help youth so that we can be there for the youth, so that we can uh, continue with with Junior's legacy of of trying and wanting to have a safer Bronx. He did this as a fifteen year old in explorer. But he was
0: doing everything right, right that you tell the teen to tell a teenager to mm-hmm. do. A strong family, mm-hmm. a close relationship with his family, doing the right things, participating in the mm-hmm. NYPD Explorer mm-hmm. program and other programs, the school work the he wasn't out running the streets. Well, yeah, I mean I think
3: uh, we all can, it's pretty clear that through history, you know, violence doesn't, you know, it doesn't have a, a protocol, a type of person. It, it affects kids who've never been in trouble before, it ca- affects kids who've been in trouble before, it affects kids with disruptive or dysfunctional homes and neighborhoods, it affects kids who grew up in privilege mm-hmm. in the environment. Unfortunately, we live in, in a culture where violence and, and 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 you know masculinity and dysfunction, you know, is so, is sold to our children in 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 a, in a sense, you know, and and that's something that's another discussion, and I think um, the, the, the Bronx Borough President just brought up about what are we doing before all of this. Remember and, that this is the reason you're right. This is the reason
1: why I got into into government. Uh, I grew up in the Bronx. You know, I was born and raised in Soundview and Watson Avenue, late. 80s, early 90s, and you know, unfortunately, I've saw so many of the guys that I grew up with either uh, fall victim to violence or go behind, you know, be behind bars. Mm-hmm. And, and so this is what we need to do now. Uh, one of the things that folks are feeling here is that, uh, as gruesome as this video is, as as um, visual as we've seen this attack, this vicious, brutal attack, they've done this it is, before. This, but this is this not happened not t- before. But even not though we, they, but while I we seen while we happened before, but while we've seen a spike in crime compared to last year, the Bronx has come a long way. So we cannot allow to go, for ourselves to go backwards. And, and with all of the social media comments and all of the people who want to do something, how do we get all of that in now so that we can work with the police, have more police presence. We've been working with the governor to get state trooper presence in the Bronx, but also work with the youth in the area, talk to them, offer them job opportunities, mm-hmm. offer them um, something that they're of interest in the school system. A lot of this, and Ms. Felice and I were talking about this earlier, a lot of this bravado, a lot of this this mentality happens in, inside of the school buildings because uh, the, the school system also has not offered them interesting outlets so that they can hone their talent and their skills. We have to do that with the For PAL. in today's world, too. In, yeah. in today's world. So, so I mean, the, the, when, when, we all, when this is all said and done, how is it that we keep... Junior's name alive, even when these monsters are behind bars. We have to do that by honoring him to make the Bronx community and the city safer. And we could, and I can't do it alone. Elected officials can't do it alone. She can't do it alone. Uh, no one can. We all have to do this together. No, ab- absolutely. Ken, did you want to say something?
3: No, I, I, I'm gonna. You know, I, I think that conversation is. You know, the, that's the issue when you have these these high-profile cases that affect mothers and fathers and, 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 and family members and community is that they, it, there's a spark and there's a conversation, but then are our schools getting any better? Are we teaching our children the value system that they're relying on? Or, or are they inundated with entertainment that sells dysfunction? Um, visually they see things that sell dysfunction. Um, what are we doing to offset that? How do you make being uh, a good student, cool, in right. neighborhoods like that have been alienated and disenfranchised. People reading,
0: uh, reading on the subway and go, let's make this video go viral. You know, you know, it, it, and and it's,
3: it's so difficult because you have a, this act that's so layered and so complex that what happens in social media is that it evokes these emotions these knee knee-jerk reactions and then it's gone and then you know we we have to I mean, just out yesterday it. part of
1: our conversation we had explorers uh... who who were there and giving us ideas the adults ideas we had young mm-hmm. people from dream yard who are apprenticed over the next eight weeks during summer months where we had a two uh, thousand. dozen uh businesses and institutions, hire them over the summer. They're from the immediate neighborhood there. How is it that we highlight them? How is it that we make them cool so that other kids can want to emulate that? We, you know, we failed Junior. We failed at this point, um, and we're never, ever going to be able to have Ms. Feliz uh, uh, have a son back. But how do we move forward collectively so that um, kids feel that there's an alternative to violence? So no, that, that then kids then feel then like there's, there's always an alternative. The yep. done,
0: how many shows have we done about Absolutely. that We've been and been how doing many this programs yep. have we done for a long time? But, um, Leandra, the, you sound like the type of mother that took care of a lot of other kids in the neighborhood, too. You would feed them. junior son, or his friend, you said, would come to your house. You would feed him when he was hungry. We would take, take care of them. And this was part of, part of what you taught him, right?
2: Yeah, anybody who's hungry. If I know he the person how it is, I feel it's okay for me. I, know. I give it to him. I help. I help. I like that. You know, I'm like that.
0: And, w- f- and my ter- son,
2: it was sweet. It's coming from me because I didn't teach him to do bad things. That's why he was so sweet, he was lovely. And he and I, um, you know, grow up here with love, all oh, love, all oh, love, all oh, love. That's why he was like so happy, so quiet, so good. But it,
0: it was just a lot of love.
2: It was a lot of love
0: for my son. And he had and that. I give
2: all what he want. He always have whatever he asked me. I never say now for nothing. I give all what he want.
0: Always. All right, we're going to take a short break. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be right back.
1: What's up, y'all? It's your boy boy? Rotimi. You're listening to Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Evers.
0: Welcome back to Street Soldiers, this special episode about justice for Junior. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Joining us for this important conversation, Bronxboro President Ruben Diaz, Jr. Ruben, thank you for being with us. Also with us is Leandra Feliz. She's the mother of 15-year-old Lissandro Jr. Guzman Feliz. Leandra, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Also joining us is Kenneth J. Montgomery. He's a criminal and civil rights attorney, former prosecutor, and Fordham University Law School professor. Ken, thank you for being with us. We appreciate it. Landra, when we talk about justice for Jr., and you know that's the cry that a lot of people are calling for in many different ways, for you as his mother, since he can't come back, in this lifetime, what would be justice in your eyes as, as his mother's eyes?
2: I don't have an idea. I cannot imagine it. If I have my son back now, oh, my God, it's going to come back my, my life again like I have it before. Because without him, my life is not the same. It's not the same. It's not happy. It's no, nothing called my attention. Nothing is valued. It doesn't taste. It's not, nothing. It's not nothing important. I don't have nothing else to be reason why to be in the life. Alive.
0: Have you been able to get any kind of like sleep or rest since this happened? Or tell tell us what your days are like now.
2: I have a teacher from my son with a picture. And then I got that one and I hope in my chest. And that's the only way I can sleep. I just say Come, mijo. Let's hug me. And I hug that, and then that's how I can fall asleep. All the way now. Nah.
0: So you feel like since you can't hug him...
2: Yeah. When I feel like I hug him, that's the only way I can fall asleep.
0: That's, your courage is unbelievable. unbelievable. It just Your courage is unbelievable to be speaking out and to, to be keeping the push on for the, for the justice for this case.
2: I don't do it. Who's gonna do it?
0: And w- and where are you finding the strength?
2: I don't have an idea. That's how you see me, but inside. I can't. I don't have no word to explain how I how I am. I'm still did not get it. I'm trying to find out why they choose my son. Why him? Why took stabbing him to the death? to kill him, living deaf, And for sure, they want to make sure he was deaf before they leave. They, they know what, we, what was they, the, they was doing. They really
0: want to kill him. What other questions would you ask them if you could ask them questions? I don't know. Like what else would you like to know about that? You want to know why they picked him? Is there yes. other things you'd like yes. to know?
2: Yes. Why? Mm-hmm. What was the reason why they attacked my son? That's what I want to know. Why they kill him?
0: Hopefully, there'll be some kind he of answers. He doesn't have
2: any problem with nobody.
0: Right. Well, let's hope. Let's hope that there'll be some answers in the in the in the court case. Ken, to come back to the to come back to the legal issues again mm-hmm. with this. If there are more arrests, if they find out that some of these suspects, as we might expect from their, our career, what are called in law enforcement career criminals, have previous convictions, similar types of crimes, maybe are, have been active in criminal behavior in other jurisdictions, does that change the legal well, the legal it, playing field here? It,
3: it changes what your exposure to sentencing may be if you are a predicate, if you, if if there is, you know, that, your past doesn't necessarily come in in criminal cases. Um, there, there has to be a Sandoval hearing to see if that, you know, if, if the government would be allowed to bring up certain things in the event that these defendants would go to trial or if they took the stand. Um, your past, your criminal conduct only in state court only affects your exposure, whether you're a predicate, whether you're discretionary. Um, that, that's really the value of that. I think this case, the government, the prosecutor's office, they're going to have to come up with a theory and they're going to have to e- have have conduct related to, to inculpating each and every defendant. I think they do run into some issues when they this becomes a dragnet and now they're forced to have to have this perfect theory that relates to each and every defendant involved. Um, you know, I think some defense attorneys who have a, a skill set would 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 uh, know how to attack that if that's going to be the strategy as well.
0: And plus you have a, the prosecutor Darcell Clark, her office you know, she's mm-hmm. a former judge and, mm-hmm. and, and very experienced with, with these yeah, types they, of
3: yeah they're very familiar I don't think there's anything unfamiliar about this crime unfortunately uh, that has been presented to the district attorney's office.
1: Other than we the, the, have total confidence in the office yeah I, obviously I, I, they can't give and divulge much no i know we, went, we of right. course we
0: reached out to them for the show and they said because the grand jury's going and yeah, that they, they can't they,
3: and, and for ethical reasons they right. they probably shouldn't indulge in, in but
0: that. but ruben what about the gang violence as as a pressure on on bronx residents despite all these other very good things and progress that's being made in the borough over the last couple of years uh,
1: it, it's something that we have to continue to work towards uh, and this is the reason again why we had this meeting yesterday. We're gonna break out into a task force. We're gonna have smaller groups. And we invite the viewers, we invite all of those people in the Bronx who have come to me, uh, who have been hurt, who have been crying, who don't know Ms. Feliz, who didn't know Junior, but was t- were touched. And, and I've been sending their praise and their support. We need everyone to come together so that we can, again, show these criminals, these gang uh, members that we are not going to tolerate this, that we're not going to go backwards. No mother, no mother, no parent should ever have to be, uh, bury their child. And certainly not do it in a way where it was videotaped in such a gruesome fashion, this attack. It was brutal, and, and this has left an indelible stain on the minds of so many Bronxites, New Yorkers, and people beyond uh, you know, New York City, um, the United States, and even the country we will not be identified by this. So to the, the gang members, yes, there's been a, 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 a spike in, in, um, in crime in the, in the Bronx. It's, it hasn't all been gang violence. It's, there's a mentality that if, if, if you're out there and if you feel a certain way, and I'm sure that millions do about what happened to Junior, please, the best way to honor him and his name is to um, treat each other differently. To work among your community, to work with the youth, to let's change the sick mentality that we have to solve everything through acts of violence, whether you are in a gang or whether it's happening in schools as individuals. We need to change the mentality, unfortunately, of, of many of our youth.
3: Yeah. Land, and I, and I, go I ahead, think okay. uh, the, the president is absolutely right. I don't think this is, I think, unfortunately, historically, we've always thought when something like this happens that. Let's just police everything. Well, we've been policing everything for quite some time, and there's still violence, levels of violence that we have to deal with. I think it's, it's correct in that it has to be an intersectional contribution of people from the community um, to figure this thing out. Um, not, I, don't, I don't think law enforcement has all the tools necessary to figure that out. You know, and it can't just
0: need. be up to law enforcement oh, no that's, Absolutely. That's not what, need, it's a need, cultural we need culture. more men
1: we need more men to go out there from our office we have the Bronx Fa- the Bronx fathers Taking action initiative for the men who want to get involved in the lives and the education of their kids we have youth organizations we have those organizations again that are out there who who are um, violence um, interrupters who who are former members of these street organizations who have a certain credibility when they speak to uh, th- those kids who are engaging in violence or the youth and and they're able to to mediate that we need to fund those organizations like SOS like brag we need to we need to um, uh, show our kids something outside of their immediate environment maybe right. you know do Another life maybe crime. do a camp upstate New York and send them there for the for the summer uh, give them job opportunities uh, you know the summer youth jobs to do not have enough slots it's the reason why we started to pick this is the reason why we have two dozen employees in the bronx Employing over 200 stu- uh, youth, so we need to do more of this. Again, I am going to do everything that I can to support Ms. Feliz and the family, and get justice for Junior. But we have to do more, so that. Uh, but this I, can't do, I can't so do it never so no it alone. mother has to and go. And I can't do it alone. We can't do it Woman, alone. We you all know, need to you do have Street Soldiers' support. We all need to do it we, together. Uh, we
0: Landra, we're almost out of time for the show, but I want to ask you, the, um, what people? What do you think people should do? That want to support you and want to make sure no mother ever, ever has to go through what you went through again.
2: Okay, the community, and the people, they can help the whole community. If anybody knows something or see something of the gang, call and report it right away to the police, anonymous, and nobody gonna be in trouble. But they gonna they make they can make the difference, stopping situation happen, the future situation happen. If they report it right away, anyway, where they have a right to do it, and not be involving in any problem because the people scared. When they call the police, the people scared. They being involved involving in those problems. That's why they not they, they not talk.
0: Right, because they're afraid of what's going they, to they're happen. They're afraid something's gonna can. happen
2: to the people because that's you know that's the situation. But the people have one way to report any dangerous thing, without being no problem, I think they're they going to do it. And they, they do, do have the that difference.
0: They do have that with the tip line, one yes. 800 yes. tips you Sorry. don't have to give your name, it really is uh-huh. anonymous. And
1: GunStop, too. GunStop allows for people yeah. to get a reward if their call results, and it's anonymous, results in an arrest and the confiscation of an illegal weapon, they get a cash reward for that.
0: All right, so some, mm-hmm. some ideas mm-hmm. here but I want, I, we're just about out of time, but I want to thank you for, for all for being with us. Um, Bronxboro President Ruben Diaz, Jr., thank you for being with us. Um, Leandra, so very nice to meet you. I'm sorry it's under these circumstances, and uh, again, you're, you're just your courage and dignity in handling this massive, massive amount of attention and also this, this trauma, this personal, deeply personal heartbreak. Mm-hmm. We all admire you, and we all send you tremendous amounts of love and support. You have our support.
2: Thank you so much. That's what I want, support from everyone to complete the justice. And then we do honor of my son, my sweet son. i will not going to have him back, but he's going to be remembered forever.
0: He is going to be remembered forever. And Ken Montgomery, thank you so thank much you. for being with us. And thank you for joining us for this special episode of Street Soldiers Justice for Junior. I'm Lisa Evers. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace.